think we are ready to start. I think we, uh, I double-checked everyone's mics. We're all good. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, my wonderful, my beautiful, one of my co-hosts, Mr. Green Elite. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how are you doing, Danny? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I cannot complain yet. Yet. Yeah. There's still time. A little bit earlier. We were, you were complaining. Yeah. We were having we were having a discussion about how you say things that are utterly disgusting and how they make my skin crawl, but that's yeah. completely outside the point. We have our other co-host here, the sexy, the powerful Revsven. Oh. Padre, how are you doing today? I was doing okay, but now I'm doing great. God, that was <laughs> you made me feel in some sort of way, Danny. How are how are y'all? How's everybody doing? I am again, I'm doing fantastic. We'll see how things go i'm already seeing someone post in the chat the wor fucking word i hate fucking hate the, what the, flesh gundam i'm gonna i'm just gonna smack a bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, our yes. guest this our guest this week is the very talented lou merc you guys probably know him from some of the music that you hear here on the uh, podcast lou you obviously do music but what else do you guys do or what else do you do, you guys? I'm I'm talking you like you're show. in the plural. Yeah, he does so hey. many things that you have to assume he has a team. Yeah, I do everything myself. You know, I got I, I'm, I'm my own team, but I'm still looking for someone uh, like an intern or something. So if you want to intern for me, y'all send me an email. But I'm Lou Merck Dream, a clothing brand, Live in Fear. That's L I E N F E. Hey, there's no there's no in there it's just an n right uh i also do a music production uh i have a sound that's uh the name's uh, perk cobain so it's perk p-e-r-c underscore cobain perk cobain i also have um uh also do music videos for like uh talent from australia america and canada and all that stuff and all the toronto boys shouts out to everyone in the six you know Hey, yo, fine. Hey, what's up? Bama in the group. <laughs> Real quick, Lou, you are cutting in and out uh, pretty hardcore there. Oh, shit, for real? Damn, my bad. Yeah. Uh, what, what is going on with my internet? I don't know. Uh, do you want to maybe swap to... Um, I'll turn wanna... the can. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll turn the audio on. It, and and now everything's okay but uh yeah hopefully you guys heard everything i said if not a um i do that stuff yeah so Dude, music give Twitch? credit where credit's due real quick i'm sorry to interrupt but that dude just plugged himself like an absolute champion yeah like everybody else is usually like, oh well i mean i guess i do that and he was like nah i do all of this and you're gonna like it <laughs> I, I i i just put my dick on the table you feel me and then you just will see it and then if you like it you like it you don't put it back in you feel me but yeah. i'm i'm everything got confidence so uh real quick just all the uh places that people can find everything you do one more time just in case people didn't hear it for the first time all right, so my name is Lou Merck. I have a Twitch channel, Lou Merck. I also have an Instagram, Lou Merck. I also have a Twitter, Lou Merck. I also do music videos, and I do uh, uh, motion graphics. I do all that stuff. I also have a uh, SoundCloud that's under the name Perk Cobain, P-E-R-C underscore Cobain, like Kurt Cobain. I also have a clothing brand called Live in Fear. That's L-I-V-E under, no, L-I-V-E-N-F-E-A-R. 
all that stuff go check it out it's on my twitch as well go click in the description all that stuff all that jazz if you want if you feel me you feel me if you don't you don't you smell you smell me hey <laughs> so make sure you guys check him out all uh, at those locations um before we start the show i just really want to say thank you guys this was an amazing week for the podcast i don't like talking about numbers especially in the podcast i feel like feel like it's kind of gaudy but you guys fucking killed it thank you so much for everyone that watched and listened um if you guys miss any part of the show make sure you guys find us on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found um this month is of course our two month or our two year anniversary uh we want to thank everyone for helping us make it to two years make sure that you guys uh, if you're interested in merch that you guys go on ahead and get the merch we have an exclusive two-year anniversary design for t-shirts mugs stickers face mask a tote bag and i think a few other items so check it out there uh we're also doing a lot of giveaways and i think right now we could probably go to the question of the month and how you guys can enter uh for the live stream so or, i'm sorry question of the week question of the week this week is what game series have you stayed with the longest what game series have you stayed with the longest in the uh comments of this youtube video if you guys are watching on youtube uh answer that question and you'll be automatically entered to win a free game which will uh the winner will be announced next week uh mr greenlee what are they entering to win uh for i'm sorry uh, did you say for the live channel or for the, live the uh, question of the week oh question of the week for this week is going to be darksiders uh remastered the first darksiders remastered um, and then for the live show, we're going to go ahead and give away Darksiders 2, the Definitive Edition. <laughs> I can never say it right. Definitive. De de definitive. I live in That's a scene. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to keep the theme with the Darksiders for this week. Yes. So. Um, and then if you are interested in winning the death innovative edition i do fuck myself up on it now uh do exclamation mark opa laka keyword picked out by our man lou merc here and i think right now it's time to draw the winner of last week how's that sound absolutely let's do it all right and i'm gonna hit shuffle here let me click to spin there it goes Ooh, this I one has sound effects. I swear to God, if it isn't who I want it to be, I'm going to be very upset. Congratulations to TTV Biggs. This thing has so many sound effects on it. TTV Biggs, we will go on ahead and send you that key. Congratulations on winning. Oh, things got all sorts of messed up here. Uh, hold on. One second. Uh <laughs> while we have some technical difficulties in life. Lou, did you mean to turn your cam back on? Uh I cannot hear you if you're speaking. Oh 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 damn, oh damn, oh damn. Did I miss it? Oh no. Oh no. Oh damn. Oh no. Oh no. Oh we good? Yeah. Alright, <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> Um, and remind Mr. Biggs what he won, Mr. Green Elite. 
Biggs has won the Darksiders Remastered. The Darksiders won. You still have a chance to win that Darksiders 2 as well. Yes. Uh, for the show today. So make sure you do that exclamation mark Apalaka. Hit it up. Everyone join in. Increase the odds and may the odds be ever in your favor. Please mm-hmm. don't sue me. Universal or whoever made that movie. Um, also, just a quick reminder that we are giving away a $20 Steam gift card at the end of this month. The more times you guys enter to win a game, the more times you'll be entered to win that. So please do enjoy that. Uh, with that said, Any? I yeah. Uh, should we uh, specify? Should they be cap locked in the live show? Um, let me see here. It actually does not matter. It seems that people are okay. okay. Uh, if you want to make sure that you're uh, you're in, do cap locks, all cap locks, just to make sure that you're in. But I think we are ready to start the show and actually get into some topics here. Um. All right, uh, so Padre, you have played a game called Across the Grooves. Go on ahead and tell us about it. All right. Ooh, that, see, this was a good one. I know you actually you were there for a, a short bit of it. So this this game, I'll preface it with, is a uh, is an interactive graphic novel, like a visual novel style game, um, that's based around music. the 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 um, premise of the game is that you play um, this woman named Alice, and you're currently i'm I'm going to try to i'm I'm like tiptoeing around trying to make sure i avoid any spoilers because i do highly recommend this game if you're into visual novels um probably not the most exciting to stream just because with it being just a choice-based visual novel kind of makes it you know your audience would have to be into that kind of thing to stream it so i highly recommend playing it off stream uh at least that way you can get into the story but the premise is you play alice and you're engaged to this guy named Jean Baptiste. It was produced in France. You could tell because like a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's some broken English in it. And whenever you hear the music, you can tell that there's a French accent with the music. But it is in English. Uh, Jean Baptiste is your fiance. You're talking about how you met him and everything. And then all of a sudden you get this this record in the mail. And this record has a single track on it. No labels, no nothing. Uh, the backside's just mirrors. So there's no B-side. And you listen to it. And whenever you do, it teleports you back in time to the night that your, uh, your old boyfriend, Ulysses, who you were madly in love with, left you. And at that point, you start making decisions. And every little decision can actually alter your entire gameplay. Uh, it can alter the entire outcome of the story. I myself chose to stay away um, from the bar and pursue going after Ulysses to find out what happened. Come back to the present, no longer engaged to John Baptiste, and none of the people you know even know who he is. So it's like there's a lot of little decisions that are made throughout that can alter the entire story. And it was really cool. Um, it. it based a lot in music and like i said a lot in french but they they do a lot of like kind of educational stuff on kind of unusual activities because you come to find out that the record was actually everybody who listens to it hears something different and it was originally produced by robert johnson the old blues musician in the 20s who sold the soul to the devil at the crossroads um and then there there's some things involving Aleister Crowley that get thrown in there. And you actually learn about these things. You learn about Sun Records and the history of them and all of this stuff. It's super super good if you are into music and like the unusual at all must must recommend this game um again if if like the visual novel novel style is not your uh, your cup of tea i probably couldn't recommend it you know it, it it plays like a dating sim you know essentially a dating sim but not near as funny 
uh there are a couple of moments in it that are kind of kind of funny but it's uh it, it's good if you're if you're watching this on youtube or seeing this on the live stream you'll see there are four icons at the top of the preview that we have on the screen um those little icons every time you make a choice one or two of them will light up and that kind of tells you what path you're going down and we kind of put two and two together it doesn't tell you necessarily but um if you look on the, on the left there's a a spiral and a lightning bolt if you pick the spot if you pick one and um and you see the spiral, you're delving into a topic a little bit more, and the lightning bolt moves the story along. And then the other side between the flower and the skull seem to be more karma-related uh, for your character and how it's going to play out. So, uh, lot, like I said, lots of decisions to be made. I don't know how many total outcomes there can be made, uh, but I plan on going back and finding out. May play it on stream again, especially if I can get my internet up to where I can stream without having to worry about the frame drops because it kind of, that honestly i'll say for me took a little bit away from the storyline of the game because i was focusing a lot on my my bit rate my frames and everything and i was uh it kind of pulled me away but nothing about the game drove me away it was actually really entrancing and there were a lot of people that were coming by the stream that were loving the background noise the they were loving the music that was involved they were the, there was a lot that a lot of people were enjoying about it um so yeah, I would I would say it's it's a definite recommend. Um, obviously, with it being a visual novel, you don't have to be running this on some kind of high end PC. Um, there's not a, a lot of animations that are done. You can run it on a potato. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're into narrative driven stories, full disclosure, this game was given to me by uh, an agency that will uh, th that just emailed me out of the blue and said, "Hey, we see your content. We think this might be your your cup of tea. Would you be willing to try it?" And I agreed to it. I, I don't know if that's something I have to disclose, but I felt like it was at least, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, good. <laughs> we'll just say yeah. it was a good idea to do. Yeah. No, I um, appreciate you disclosing that. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, highly recommend. Uh, I, I honestly didn't even look at the price myself yet because of the fact that, like I said, since I already owned it, I didn't look. But I can pull that real quick. Um, one thing that really stood out to me that I'll talk about while I'm pulling the price is the um, the actual like art style. You I've can got tell the it's like price it, up by the way. Okay, yeah, it's a twelve ninety nine. It looks like right now. Yeah. Due to replayability alone, that is a perfectly, perfectly fair, more than fair price in my opinion. Just because I mean, you do you have so much replayability in in this, but if you look at the art style, it's done almost like a comic book slash graphic novel. But you actually, like I said, you even make decisions during the music because it sings the lyrics of the songs. And you can make the decisions in that on the fly, and it'll alter the music, which in turn alters the past. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I really want to disclose about Across the Grooves because I, I do. I want people to play this game. It's one that I do highly recommend just because of how, just how good and solid everything in it was. Awesome. Um Ooh. So you you I, mentioned like go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I see somebody in chat asking uh, a pretty pretty good question. Um, mm -hmm. How long was the playthrough? Now, see, I made a lot of quick fire decisions um, after the first couple of chapters. I was when I started seeing the frame drops, I was trying to kind of rush through the game, so I was making decisions based on what I think would speed me through the game. And in that alone, it took me about four and a half to five hours to complete. But if you go in and you actually listen to all of the stories, then it, it can probably expand upwards of eight to nine hours on a single playthrough. But you will get different stories uh, if you play through again and make a couple of different decisions. You'll meet people you didn't even meet in the first playthrough. So yeah, it, it, it took me about five hours to get through my first playthrough, but it could go much, much further. 
Yeah. Um. So with this, I'm looking. I'm actually looking at it right now to see what platforms it's on. It's available on Nintendo Switch, Microsoft Windows, Linux, Mac OS, Macintosh operating systems. Um. Mm-hmm. This seems like it would actually be a really good fit for mobile. Would yeah. you? Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because because like I said, I mean, it everything is just click. Like you, you I, mean, I played the whole game with nothing but my mouse because you don't. Aside from well, no, yeah, no, you don't type in anything. You you literally everything is just point and click. So yeah, I could easily see it being on mobile. Awesome. Um, it, I mean, it, from what you said, in terms of how long the game is for the price, I think that sounds pretty good. Thirteen dollars USD. Um, mm-hmm for for what'd you say like five hours yeah i played five hours on my one playthrough but like i said with you being able to dive further into stories that i didn't dive into and also alter stories to play through again mm-hmm. i mean you could probably get i would say easily 20 30 hours of gameplay out of it before you start running into repeats of of your choices that is i mean that's I, to me that seems like a solid price uh mm-hmm. mr green Thoughts, questions, opinions? No, I, I watched a few clips of one uh, Rev was trying to play. At, at, like, the art style is very fantastic. It, it looks really nice. Um, but uh, for questions, no. I mean, it, it looks really nice. I, that's all I can really say. Like, I, I didn't stick around for much of it um, just because it was a busy day. Uh, but, I, hell yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed what I saw. It looks really depressing. Like, is it, like... No, it's kind of like a, it, it's got what feels kind of like a somber tone to it, but it's it's not like it's not like unless you hit some points that make like in your choices make it that way. There, I mean, it, it's not. It's more like in, you you're learning and informative. It's just got kind of like the like the music and everything kind of has just like a little bit of a like a somber tone to it without actually being like sad and depressing. So yeah, because I, I noticed that it, too. So you walk into it if you walk into it like you're like you're a real life sad boy. You're gonna make that game a real, real tear jerker. You can, for sure. Okay. Annie, stay away from the game. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, I feel like this is a personal attack. Um, <laughs> Lou, any thoughts, questions, opinions that you want to get out there on this game? Nah, the game looks like a like an art piece, man. It looks like you can find that at the Louvre or something. Like it looks cool. I'll try it out, but like I'm not one of those type of people who like play like story based games. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why that's why I wanted to preface it with, you know, it's like if you're into your visual novel dating sim type of thing, like if you like those decision based, just kind of like point and click games, then it it would be more for you. But like I like I know personally that, you know, Green probably wouldn't be as interested in it as I am because Green plays a lot of multiplayer, a lot of first person shooters, um, horror games. However, Um, (laughs) Mrs. Green would love it. There you go. There you go. So would uh, Mrs. Rev. She she would love this game. I'm actually probably going to get it for her on her Switch because I think one I don't let anybody back here because this is this is this is my no no square. Nobody yeah, now, comes to my no no square. Now I can't tell her about it because then I'll have to buy a Switch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what you should do, anyways. Hashtag yeah. not sponsored by Nintendo. Hashtag I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got a really appealing art style to it. Um, it. I was looking at kind of the. It's got almost a almost like a color pencil, maybe pastel kind of aesthetic to it. That right, looks yeah, really nice. It, it looks very it's like French up too. Like a painting. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and you can tell it is because there are like like the, the the game starts in Bordeaux, France, and you end up in Paris for a while, and like I said, you could tell that it was originally done in France because like it'll say at certain points, yo, know, uh, you know, you'll you'll hear the inner monologue of your character talking about how like they do speak this person speaks French but with a heavy accent, and then it just proceeds to be dialogue in English because they just I'm assuming transferred it over from French to English and uh but it's it's like something you would have to look for like because I was I was sitting there looking like all right where am I going to be able to see that this was clearly not originally in English and there were only a couple of spots it wasn't anything major but yeah you could tell you could tell like the whole atmosphere the music the style everything just kind of felt like it had that French aesthetic to it it was pleasant it was lovely I loved I, I mean I loved playing it yeah. Uh, I just had one more question, which is, you know, you mentioned Alistair Crawley is in this game. Uh, I mean, is there just a full on orgy somewhere? <laughs> no, no, uh, he is, he is mentioned in it, but it was, uh, like he was, he was mentioned as part of this guy, the guy who mailed you the, the record he was doing research into occultism and stuff. And then they actually kind of did, they, they just kind of gave a little brief history lesson about who Aleister Crowley was. And it was very accurate. And uh, I, I knew this guy, like, it was funny because there was like the little subtle jab at the fact that the guy who was telling you all of this about these occultists and everything was wearing a Freemason pin on his lapel. It was like, it was low key. It wasn't pointed out. It never even got mentioned that he was a Freemason, but it was just ironic, you know, like the whole Illuminati conspiracy thing with, with the Freemasons, and then he was talking. He was the one giving you the history lesson on Aleister Crowley. Was really interesting. So, just side note: I met my first Freemason this week. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, we. I was helping a friend move, and one of our, in one of his friends, who I've actually, uh, I made a joke to him that to this guy that uh, we should start a moving company together because I, he and I helped another friend of ours move. Uh, we just have some mutual friends, and he had a, um, he has a. Uh, freemason tattoo on his wrist i'm like you mason he goes yeah so i'm like all right i'm gonna start giving you a side eye he goes it's just a fraternity i'm like or is it <laughs> and i didn't realize i didn't realize that freemasons were not just like super common everywhere else we have a massive masonic temple in here in McAllister, oklahoma um and my uncle and my great-grandfather were both members and i've worked with several that you know you always see they have the big ring you know the big the big ring with the uh was it the square compass and g in the middle it there so like they're just freemasons everywhere here and i didn't realize until like recently that unless you like live in a town where there's like a temple they're not it's not as common to meet one which i thought was kind of interesting yeah i'm just now being told by my dad in the chat that i have that one of my uncles is uh mason uh we See, do have a that temple. Much fraternity oh, okay. secrets. yeah there's a, there's a few temples around here but like if you ask one of them like what it is they'll be like oh it's just a fraternity if you ask google satanic cult yeah so <laughs> you know yeah we'll meet in the middle ground there are satanic yeah. fraternity <laughs> yeah exactly like, i don't even know what a freemason is uh, you, it, it's literally just oh they're the, they're the satanists that built this country uh, apparently oh okay if you ask google <laughs> hey, well and if you ask nicholas cage they're the they're the people who hid a massive amount of treasure underneath washington dc yeah, the Illuminati. Uh, <laughs> the most famous. Uh, that sounds like a good. Uh, yeah, Illumin Illumin uh, Nutty sounds like a good ice cream flavor. I'll, I'll try that. Uh, Jim Carrey thought of the Illuminati. Their sim their symbol is this, and it's called the All Speaking Tongue. <laughs> of the all yeah, uh, Jim Carrey talked about it on David Letterman once. 
Uh, oh really? <laughs> so we have another game that you uh, played. <laughs> yes. Um, Completely different direction. Let's go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this train back on the tracks, and I'm sorry for derailing us in the first place. Uh, Nico Ghost Jump Review. Let's go yes. for it. Okay, so Nico Ghost Jump was a completely different type of story, uh, or the type of game. Um, so I recently, uh, again, it was a game that was kind of, it was given to me, but it was done through Keymailer. Uh, it, so it was it's developed and published by Virgos Games, uh, and it's a 2D, 3D puzzle platformer. So when I say 2D, 3D, this is where it gets a little crazy compared to like other platformers. You actually have to switch your perspectives to solve puzzles from 2D to 3D. So like you'll start out in like the side scroller Mario format, but you'll hit a puzzle and you'll actually have to switch to 3D where you're third person viewing over your character's shoulder. It's really really cool. And the in the base I mean basically it's uh it's set on this planet called Nico World. It gets invaded by space dog pirates um and your character Nico man is getting married and your wife your well I don't think you actually finished the wedding. So your fiance still at that point uh gets kidnapped. Um now, I got to try this game at DreamHack Anaheim and then and also at PAX South. Um, so it's a game I was keeping my eye on for a while, and I got to see some really, really good improvements between the two. Um, so the foundation of the actual gameplay is based on the idea from getting from point A to point B as fast as possible on each level. It's actually like a speedrunner's paradise because every level actually comes with a leaderboard. Now, the, the thing is, it's not just getting from point A to point B because you also have to defeat enemies which give you coins you can collect coins as you go and if you collect coins it shaves time off of your leaderboard uh your leaderboard tally so like if you get through the level in 40 seconds but you collected so many coins you could be it, it could make it look like you did the level in four seconds um now the, the the whole idea of the the ghost aspect in the the title of the game is because in combat you can actually just drop dead and I think this has something to do with you being a cat. I don't know. But you drop dead and your spirit comes out. And your spirit's got an actual sword. And you beat the shit out of these villains and, while they're trying to attack your dead body. Uh, and then you you beat them. And then whenever you switch back, you just go back into your body. Which actually can, like, one of the things that I was doing myself was I would, use, I would go to ghost form, jump to the next platform to fight something. And if I ended up falling off, I could switch back and I would be safely back over on the other side. Now, again, with the speedrunning aspect of it, that you, you can't be so tedious with it. You have to try to be as quick as possible. But I will say this, it's actually really cool that you don't have to focus on that leaderboard. If you just want to play the story, um, get through it, you know, and go at your own pace, you can. There's no like time limits or anything on anything. It's just you have the two different aspects, the casual and the, the competitive speedrunning aspect of the game. Uh, the, sto the story itself is adorable. You know, you play Nico Man, he's this little cat. And you can customize them in a shitload of different ways. Sorry about my language. I just keep slipping up and saying the S word. <laughs> uh, you can, um, yeah, you can, you have a whole plethora of customization with him. And side note, one of my favorite parts was like every time you jump or swing, he's sit there. He's like, mew, mew, mew. It's like super adorable. But anyways, the, the structure of the, of the levels themselves are set up in like an old school Mario kind of way where you just you start on a level, you get through it, you go to the next one. And then at the end of that particular world, you fight a boss. Then you move on to the next world. And the bosses were uh, were especially difficult uh, because you would like it required you to switch perspectives quite a bit to be able to actually beat the bosses because it would send like they would send minions up, and if you were in your two D perspective when they're set up this certain way, you can't attack them, so you'd have to switch back while they're also flinging obstacles at you. It was difficult, but it, it's also part of the speed running aspect if you want to beat 
the score. If you're not too concerned about that, you can take your time, probably be a little bit uh, easier about it. One thing I will say, though, for as, like, for as cutesy as this game is, it, it does kind of run a little hefty on your PC f- for what it is. So, like, the processor's not that big of a deal. I mean, they, they recommend an, I, uh, an i5-9600K or a Ryzen 5 3600X, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, a 1060 or 5600 XT or higher um, graphics card and five gigs of space. Um, so that's, that's a little hefty in my opinion for th- that game. Uh, there is no price set yet because it's still in early access. Um, you can add it to your steam wish list, but they are going to be bringing it to um, PC, Xbox one, Xbox series X, PS4, PS5 switch. Uh, it's going to be rated E for everyone. Um, they do have a Kickstarter campaign that has, as of recording of this, 10 days it's either 10 or 9 days left and they're almost there i think they're about halfway done uh there are some really neat perks that come along with the kickstarter campaign um not necessarily promoting the kickstarter just letting you know that it's out there if it's something you're interested in um but yeah it was it was a it was a cute little little platformer you know i mean i'm big into platformers indie games like that's where my love for indie games started was with with those platformer styles but the fact that it institutes the speedrunning aspect into it for you it's kind of interesting because you like if you want to speed run on it, you don't necessarily have to sit there and keep time on your uh, on your own because it keeps time for you. So yeah, big big fan of it. Um, ran real smooth for still being in beta and not even being released yet. Ran super smooth, but I would hope it would for as much as it pulls from your rig for being so not you know flashy. It's not a flashy game at all, which which was weird. But yeah, I, I like it. I like I liked it a lot. Um, definitely, I, I think the tentative release right now is sitting in August. Uh, we're we're going to see where that ends up. But uh, as of right now, it is still listed as TBD on, on release dates. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, I was watching the gameplay there. It seems fun. It seems interesting. It's definitely not one of those things I would probably play because I don't I don't like platforming that much, mm-hmm. um, especially like 2D platformers. I, I really don't particularly care for um the yeah the whole the recommended specs thing that's a little strange to me how hefty yeah. that is for yeah for what that looks like i don't know green what do you think were you able to catch any gameplay there i was not i, I mean i'm not huge into platformers as well so it, it, it the premise sounds really nice uh, like I, I, anything with cute cats and cute sounds is probably not in my alley either but uh it, it it sounds like a cool premise especially with like the going separate from the body or however you said it i, I don't know. yeah the the separating your yeah the yeah your soul just pops out of your dead body yeah, exactly <laughs> um real quick question for you because you said the price is tbd right mm-hmm. what's the minimum amount that you can get on the quick on the, on the quick starter on the kickstarter uh you know what honestly i haven't looked at the kickstarter itself in a while uh i can pull those i I can pull that real quick though it's not i'm not too far away from it uh yeah i'm kind of curious to see what the minimum amount is to get a copy of the game um right to me that would tell me the demo itself is free by the way if you do want to just give it a try before you get too involved in it um there is um yeah, there there is a demo. So let's see here. Uh, you can get a digital copy of the game uh, on a platform of your choice 
for uh, a $15 pledge, but you also get the Kickstarter exclusive digital thing. Um, you get a, a Discord backer title, and you actually get your name in the comments or in the uh, credits of the uh, the game. So, so you get the game itself on PC or console, and then you get the other little things there. And it's wow, 96 backers on that one. So yeah, I mean, fifteen dollars I think is fine for that for that game for what I played of it because it, it it it's a lengthy game. Like I ended up playing it for a few hours and still have no idea how far from the end I really am. So that that's not bad at all, really. Cool, uh, Lou. Any thoughts, opinions, questions you want to get out? Yeah, there? I mean, it looks like Super Paper Mario uh, to me. I don't know if you guys like ever played that game, but it's like the concept is kind of the same. Where like in Super Paper Mario, it's a platformer. It's not really like an RPG, but like you can turn from two D to three D, and that aspect is like it's it's a super fun aspect. I don't think they really got into it in that like game, but seeing this they probably i don't know if they did or not like went in like super lengthy like depth with that 2d 3d switch but hey it looks cool as uh heck i don't know if i can cuss or not can i cuss or fuck yeah <laughs> oh shit hey so yeah i fucks with it i fucks with it heavy <laughs> I, 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 hey i fucks with it heavy i fucks with uh uh with platformers man that's my bread and butter back in the day i don't know about now i can't really jump and do that that stuff is way too hard for me now but... i will say this you're not the first person to say that when i was playing it on stream i had several people say that it had that that super paper mario feel to it yeah so that, 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 I, and I mean, it, that... mentioning that yeah yeah, and that's a good comparison. Like, if they can, like, I don't know if it's done or not, but if it's, like, close to done, yo. Whoo, yo, I'm about to get that. I'm probably going to pledge that 15, like, today or tomorrow. Yeah, it, dude, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, the whole, you, I mean, they, they do go heavy on the idea of you having to switch back and forth. I mean, it is a requirement to clear some of these puzzles to do the switching back and forth, and and it can get difficult at times. Like, I mean, it, and I mean super difficult, but... yeah. Like, it, it's crazy, though, because I don't know if, I mean, people like me who, whenever you start seeing patterns in games, you start figuring them out and get faster and faster and faster. I played I played the first level, like, the, literally the prologue level, like, 15, 20 times trying to get, just break into the top 50 on the, the speedrun leaderboard on it. And it, once you start figuring out the patterns and how to get the coins faster and everything, it, it becomes just, like, snap, 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 quick. You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty and cool. I that's like the best part about speedrunning. I don't speedrun that much, but there's like a couple of games of speedrun. Then like once you get that pattern going, whoo, you can go yeah. fast. Also, uh, Elliot said, uh, looks like that Zelda game that was on the 3DS. Yo, that game was so sick too. Yo, I love that game. The It's like you switch from 2D to 3D. I don't know why Nintendo was into that like in the 2000s, but you're into it. It's definitely an interesting concept to change up, you know, to change things up to where you can actually you know, not be in that same mold of every platformer. You know, it gives you that little bit of difference to make. And I mean, it adds a whole new depth of difficulty, especially if you're trying to go faster. Because I mean, uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat about speedrunning. I'm not a huge speedrunner, but you know, I'm, when it comes to, pla you know, Cuphead, I, I speedrun Cuphead and I speedrun Undertale. And so the, the intrigue of speedrunning capabilities is always there for me. Yeah. Uh, like, 
I, I'm going to sidetrack this a bit, but I feel like that's the bread and butter of like a lot of indies now is just going into that speed run uh, uh, category because, you know, you can break through and find a community that way. So, you know, oh, might yeah. as well. Right. So I feel like that's what this game is going to go for. It's just like that speed running like market and then try and, you know, you know, grow, grow a bigger community through that, which will be cool. I, I could definitely see it doing that, too, for sure. Yeah. I think, into your point there, Lou, about uh, a lot of indies getting like into speedrunning. Uh, a lot of indies also have like really technical gameplay. Like platforming is like really technical, yeah. uh, and and you have to have some skill at it, and you only get better with time. Uh, so that makes a lot of sense that it's like, oh yeah, no, I have this super technical gameplay that's you know a little difficult, and having having people challenge themselves and challenge each other on this, on how fast they can complete these levels. Uh, it works out really well for, for indie devs for sure. I think, yeah, I think you made a brilliant point there. Yeah. Cause uh, another game that I think I actually did cover as well, uh, Celeste, I don't know if I actually ever got to cover Celeste on here, but it also institutes the it incorporates the idea of speedrunning into the game itself, because there is, there is a speedrunner mode where, uh, and all it does is turn a timer on for you. And that's it. That's all it does. I mean, you just, you turn it on, you get a timer turned on in the screen for you that allows you to monitor how fast you're going without using any kind of third-party software like you have to do for most games. So it is really interesting when a game institutes speedrunning as one of its core mechanics. You know, like, like it's actually incorporated into the gameplay itself as opposed to just, well, we'll go and get a, a you, this third-party, what is it, Split, I think is the name of it. It's, yeah. one of those, uh, it's one of those timer deals. It's like, we'll have to go and download this and control the timers manually and all that. No, it's like whenever, whenever they institute that into it directly, that's really cool. And I, I kind of wish I would see... Um, uh, I, I would like to see it instituted maybe like updates of other games. Like maybe like a, you know a Cuphead update later allows you to mod- like keep track of all of your times on individual levels, your cumulative time of start to finish, stuff like that. I think that would be really cool. I think there's like a dilemma be- between that and like uh in the in the in the speedrunning community because there's like there's two di- types of uh categories in speedrunning, which is like in game time and then real time, mm-hmm. and like um sometimes the, the the game itself doesn't like record time as accurately as uh real time so that's why like most like speedrunning communities adopt real time now back in the day it used to be like in game time but um yeah it, it's it's a it's a very weird technical thing to get into and i watch like a lot of summoning uh salt i think that's what that dude's name is summoning salt like that that goes in depth about like old speed runs that has to do with real time and 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 in-game timing and all that it's i i, I, I i'm a i'm a i'm a step back but like yeah <laughs> I'm going way too in depth, man. I'm going way too in depth, man. <laughs> it's a, it's a fun topic, though. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. an interesting topic because of how how easy it is to to dive off into. Because, like you said, they build communities, entire communities around just this idea of speed running. And so, yeah. it, it, like, it, it's really it's a really interesting topic because you got to think like with speed running, they found a way to institute competitive gameplay into single player games. Yeah. And it's 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 cool and it's crazy like the stories like seeing seeing old games too like being speedrun as well and seeing like the history behind it where it's just like yo this one dude from Japan like was speedrunning this game for like a couple years but no one knows about it and then the U.S. scenes like all doing these speedruns and stuff and then they thought they were getting the fast times and then oh they found a forum in Japan where the guys doing faster times than everyone else they had to like and it's like it's so. 
it's so competitive and so like on your edge like you got to be on the edge of your seat just to see like other people speedrunning i've seen speedruns of like we we tennis and we golf mm-hmm. like who does that but it's just crazy man the speedrunning is like it, it, that competitive edge of like speedrunning is just crazy. like I, I i love it i love it i love it yeah, it's it's really cool. I highly recommend, uh, and this will be my last discussion or my last thing on the uh, the speedrunning topic. But if anybody else is even intrigued by the idea of it, just go to YouTube and type in just like uh, AGDQ, yeah. awesome games done quick, or just, you know just the GDQ scene in general, and you're gonna see some really incredible stuff. And it's like, I mean, we're talking like you'll see people on on edge of their seat, like it's a massive tournament of some kind where people are like, you know, somebody clears like a certain hurdle that you have to be pinpoint precise to get through to manage to shave those seconds off your time. You'll see the crowd just getting into it, freaking out. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and also uh, check out Summoning Salt or uh, Apollo. They go like through history, in-depth history, history of like speedrunning and stuff, like of each game. Oh man, great videos, great videos. I want to say I watched uh, their video on the Pokemon Red and Blue speedruns and like the history of any percent, because yeah, like, because there's like a yeah. glitch or something like that that wasn't like game breaking, but it just made text appear instantly. That well, and that's like remember the uh remember the old i mean heck even back in the mario days the original super mario bros you could do the thing in the the level where you jump up over the deal and run all the way to the end and it will take you to a pipe that allows you to go to a different world yeah yeah like speed running's all like it feels like speed running's almost always been there to some degree yeah but like now it's like it's a big it's a big like community now especially like that suit i don't know why like that sparked like a memory of like super mario bros and like the person who like got um the the world record and stuff just mm-hmm. seeing like how they even like achieve like a, a like a sub four, uh four minute or sub 459 on super mario bros and it's like you have to take like sixteen thousand attempts just to get to that point and it's like whoa but like you, you're getting like sub uh, 459 or like sub 458. Just like yo, let's go. I, it's just man, just watching like speedrunners on Twitch is like amazing, man. Amazing, I love. Yeah, I, love. Well, I think we'll need to do like an actual conversation about speedrunning and how to get into it, and you know how like all the best ways to clock yourself and everything else. TNTN um, bonus episodes coming soon. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, I think we should uh, take a quick break and then get into all of our news topics. Does that sound okay to you guys? Sounds good. To Absolutely. Have. All right, guys, we will be back in two minutes. Make sure you enjoy the music by one Mr. Lou Mark during the break. We'll be back in just a little bit. Lou, put your All right, up. guys, we're back. Oh, what's hold on. on? Oh, oh. No, okay, he blinked. He's not a recording. <laughs> All right. Gee. Um, it is gonna. It is gonna. It distracting. is. <laughs> I'm also noticing the green. The green around his cam box is like constantly registered as if sound is coming through, but I'm not hearing anything. I don't know if he's fucking with us or not. Okay, so we're just gonna go into <laughs> we're gonna go into the next um, the next story, which is Metacritic waiting period. Um, so Metacritic is an aggregator of reviews. I think a lot of people already know this. They instituted a 36 hour rule for users to post their own reviews. 
Um, we recently, the, in a quote here, we recently implemented the 36-hour waiting period for all user reviews in our games section to ensure our gamers have time to play these games before writing the reviews. This is... Uh, this new waiting period for user reviews has rolled out across Metacritic's game section and was based on data-driven research and input and with input of critics and industry experts. Uh, yes. Did you go mute, Danny? No. I could hear him. Check one, two. Hello? Lou, you there? Yeah. <laughs> The sheer chaos that we have invited on the show. <laughs> he warned you. He did. <laughs> oh my lord. Um. Okay, so yeah, uh, Metacritic. As of late, um, games have really drawn a lot of ire. There, um, it's a place where uh, places get meta bombed. Um, quite often most notably last of us part two and warcraft three reforged our prime examples now last of us part two um uh last of us part two kind of undeservedly i don't think it deserved the amount of hate that it got uh warcraft three reforged that's a little bit more debatable um, I think that one was sold on a lot of lies and it makes sense that it got metabombed to existence. Not that I'm saying it's right. I'm just saying it's understandable and it is a tactic that uh, definitely is employed. Um, I honestly don't have much more to say on, on this move. I think it's a good move. I think definitely people should have to wait th uh, a little bit to actually play the fucking games in order to review them. Um, in terms of I'm, I'm curious to see if the uh if it's going to also affect outlets and known game reviewers uh if they're gonna have to be like verified by metacritic but before they put their reviews in on metacritic um and i'm also really curious to see how scores are going to be affected over time because i don't have a lot of faith in a lot of these major outlets uh to really put out honest reviews a lot um i think there's financial incentives for financial incentives for them not to um so we'll see how that affects uh scores over time too if those initial scores are like super high and then like those 36 hours are up and everything just tanks because the game is absolute shit that's going to be very interesting um but yeah rev what do you think <laughs> Uh, I I think it's a, a great move. Um, I think there could be some kind of potential for, like you said, like almost like a press a press team, like people who are verified allowed to be able to give early reviews because it's it's guaranteed that they played it early. Um, but yeah, no, I mean you said it, it's plain and simple. Like what what they did to The Last of Us Two was was shit. Like the people who did that was that was horrible. There, there was no reason for that. Just because of a few things that got leaked here and there, because you were pissed off at Ubisoft, doesn't mean you get to you should go in and just trash the game. Uh, you mean Naughty Dog Merit or Naughty Dog? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why I said Ubisoft, but maybe because I already hate them. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like you should not be able to go in and dump you know just dump all over a game just because you don't agree with some of the practices that the hires the higher ups did, or because you don't like the direction that the game was heading out of a few leaks. 
no, you you shouldn't that that shouldn't be allowable. What in in my opinion that delegitimizes Metacritic as a um as a valid source for game reviews. I just I, I don't see it. Like they they need to you know separate the the actual like gameplay journalist type people from the user reviews because user reviews people typically take with a grain of salt anyways uh, because they know that people are just going to dump all over it for some small reason. It's it's a horrible practice. They need to they they need to institute this. I think it's a great move. Yeah, uh, and then I'm going to answer a question that was just posted in the chat. Uh, you say you don't trust those outlets, and this is our good friend Elliot, uh, by the way. Go check out his podcast, Elliot, uh, Tessa and Elliot Argue. He's also on the Budget Arcade. Um, you say that you don't trust those outlets. Me too, but do you trust gamers more? Last of Us 2 is a great example. Uh, honestly, I don't trust either of them, really. Um, <laughs> I the... think, honestly, in the end, it should just come down to if you want to play the game, play the game. If somebody else's opinion of the game is going to influence your uh, playing it or not, don't play it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think overall checking out the... um, I think checking out review scores or scores and reviews is valuable in determining if you're going to want to play a game. I think the best way to check out and see a game is look up raw gameplay footage. Like 100%. Like go to YouTube and just look up game gameplay footage um it's gonna be the best way for you to be able to check it out um that's also, go ahead lou yeah i also feel like you can check out your favorite streamer on twitch.tv slash whatever i don't know who's, who's streaming those games but check out twitch like and just like music rooms with like i check out anthony Tano for his i respect his views so it's just like if you have a YouTuber that you respect, you can like uh take their their uh like recommendation by go ahead and check them. I don't think Critic is the place to figure out like oh it's the best game because it like it just combines everybody's reviews into one score and it's just I can agree with that. If you have if you have your own trusted source, then then go to that person. Yeah, the, yeah, instead of trusting a bunch of strangers, you know, go yeah. to somebody that you know and, and and get their opinion on it. Like, like, and, and if you if you're gonna wait a couple of days, um, then I mean, wait a couple of days for somebody that you know that went out and got the game firsthand. Like, like for instance, our friend uh, Viva Pinata was on the show a few weeks ago. You know, he's talked about The Last of Us two significantly. You know, he 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 didn't let the reviews deter him from from playing it, and then he formed his own honest opinion on it. You know, and and that I try, I trust Viva. Me and Viva have similar tastes, so it's like I, I could trust him if I had a PlayStation Four. I might play the game. Yeah, and it, like I feel like Metacritic is gonna play more and more into a lot of people's decisions now because games are getting more expensive. Because last like podcast you talked about like the game prices getting higher, so like if games are more expensive, less people are gonna buy. They're gonna go to the trust source. They're just gonna go to Metacritic, but at the same time, though, just you know, f- figure out who has a similar taste and then go off of that. I mean, my favorite game's been viewed bombed. Like, is that like a six? Like my favorite game of all time, Skate One, best game ever. But uh, yeah, you can't really go by critic and stuff. You can just form your ideas or someone else who has like similar, ta- similar taste. Yeah. 
being a primarily PC player, I actually don't even use Metacritic all that often. Uh, for me, I actually use the Steam reviews way more often, and I usually check out the most recent reviews. Um, I Those are the ones I usually look at the most because especially now with games as a live service and hot fixes and patches and whatever else, they're more likely to be accurate to that time. And so if a game has really negative reviews and they're the most recent, like if it's if it's most mostly mixed and like the most recent ones are really negative, I'm gonna probably not buy a game um that has that kind of thing going on in its reviews. Uh if it's mixed reviews and most recent uh in the in the most recent reviews are all positive, that's usually where I check it out. And I, I really appreciate that tool from Valve that they um, put out there with the with the most recent reviews. Um, well, and, uh, another thing that you can also look at is the idea of looking at the reviews themselves, you like the actual like individual reviews. Because if somebody just goes in there and says something super crappy about the game, you'll know that they didn't actually put any thought into it. They just wanted to bomb the game. But if you go in and look at uh, you know say a favorable review and it's like in depth saying exactly why they like the game this that this then you you know that they probably spent more time actually analyzing the game itself yeah. but wouldn't yeah. you but would you not take a, a a review that draws a penis on the steam reviews like as like the bible like wouldn't you just take consider that like as true well, typically I would, um, given the the nature of of you know just me in general. Um, but if if it's a negative if it's a negative review and it's just a drawing of a penis, then no. But well, what about if it's a small penis on reviews? It's bad. If it's a big penis, it's it's bad. You know, I can accept that. I can accept okay. that. That's like the one sole ex, uh, exception to the rule, I believe. Yeah, if, if that's how you grade your games. Yeah, I think you probably got a pretty good line of sight on what you you feel is valuable and not within gameplay footage. There you go. How I that's how I base all my purchases. If it has a big penis on there, I buy it. So the funny thing is, all this sounds like a joke, but I've seen this. I, I've actually seen people do this. So I'm like, I'm not I, like I'm actually rolling with this because I've seen it. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I mean, you got to take a lot of time and effort to draw a penis on a few. So. Yeah, out of nothing but text yeah. characters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna take the time to do eight equal sign equal sign equal sign equal sign equal sign equal sign capital D, you know, I that's that's someone I'm willing to trust. Well, I'm talking it's, about like, people that use like the arcs and stuff and draw like the big in depth pages. Or the, or the, yeah, like, you know the copy paste ones. You know, like, yeah, like like the optics and like the 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 dicks and the 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 uh, sensodicks, You know. Where it's just like, it's like different ways of dicks, you know? Yeah, because if you see one that's like, like this, you know, like they, they're telling you that it's like a roller coaster ride of a game. Like, and like the longer the roller coaster is, obviously the better. Yeah. It's, I I swear, this all sounds like one massive joke, but (laughs) I've seen it actually happen. (laughs) I'm just imagining like the audio list. Just like, why are you talking about penises now? We're just like, hey, you know, you just we we take our review serious on my and Steam. If it's a penis, we're not buying, not buying the. You've got you've got to take all reviews. We're talking about reviews. We got you got to take all review methods into account here. You know, if if it's if it's just a single eight and a capital D, don't buy the game. 
Exactly. Don't even bother. I want details. My penis is all right. If it's not, I want to see how many dicks out of 10 is. All right. If it's an eight out of dicks, I'm going to buy it. If it's not, I, I can't. I can't. Trust it. Can't. As a matter of fact, I may just start leaving leaving reviews like that because it's easier. <laughs> you know, I just want to I just want to mention that this conversation has gone along about as long as our Joy-Con conversation last week. <laughs> um, oh, Joy-Con, gotta love them. Yeah, uh, which I'm going to use as our segue into the Nintendo Mini Direct. <laughs> Touche, sir. You know that was okay. Hold on. <laughs> applause for that one that was a great segue bro uh you know i try i try uh green do we have you back i think so can you hear me <laughs> yes yeah. i figured out what it was I, like uh for some reason somehow magically i muted my pc on the pc side <laughs> and it wasn't showing it it like it was like gone like it was showing like the volume moving and stuff like that but like i couldn't hear shit that's that's just what happens when we invite an agent of chaos like lou merc onto the show absolutely i was so fucking confused (laughs) what is going on here and then all of a sudden i pop in i pop in blow my eardrums out because i had the volume up to 100 and all of a sudden i hear like it's at the top of uh, the top volume dicks like oh yeah penis so so um yeah so we have nintendo mini direct which i saw like people were complaining that this was too short what do you guys i mean what do these people think mini means like what What? and it's not like nintendo doesn't do like two of these a month either to kind of keep keep with a little bit of the format uh the same people that are complaining about the length of a mini are the same people that think that this is six inches it's the same people they're they don't understand yeah. <laughs> i mean um, like, like nintendo usually does like lengthy directs i feel like they don't have the resource now and so just gonna do mini directs here and there they ordered a direct last month with smash they're already gonna do direct next they're gonna do a direct in september in order to like, like wean ourselves into uh the 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 holiday month i feel like a whole lot of shit in the gaming industry is really fucked up right now because of the coronavirus like how are we gonna get our games how are we gonna like up in the in the christmas time i think a lot of companies are like right now um you know, just trying to like, pivot themselves in order to have the best positioning for the winter so whatever nintendo does nintendo does they already showed off a game that was like premiered during the launch of the Switch. It's like Shinigami Tensei Five. I'm hyped about that. Yeah, but... I got I got the whole list of the stuff that they showed off. I can go over that yeah. quick. All right. Yeah. So they showed off um, Cadence of Hyrule DLC, which we did a review, or you can actually hear a review of Cadence of Hyrule from a year ago when we had Hamic Smash uh, on the show. I mean, like two like the week like a year ago um you guys can check that out uh they showed off some stuff for high res's rogue company which is going to be free to play and cross-platform on the switch they uh showed off wwe 2k battlegrounds 
And then, like you mentioned, uh, they showed off uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne and Shin Megami Tensei V. Um, which, I mean, that's all pretty interesting stuff. Like the uh, Cadence of Hyrule DLC, they just showed off some characters, some new uh, soundtrack stuff. Rogue Company has my attention. I'm going to probably check it out. Um, I'm going to definitely be looking at that pretty hard. Uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds is kind of... Eh, I'm not a, I'm not a WWE fan. So it's not something I'll probably look into. Um, have you, Lou, have you played uh, Shin Megami Tensei? Or any of the games in Shin Megami Tensei? Uh, nope. But I'm excited. <laughs> well, I know they're kind of they're kind of cult classic games. They um, had for a while kind of the same um, kind of the same reputation as Persona, where they were like these really popular in Japan RPGs. Not like a ton of popularity here in the United States, except for like a really core group of um, really core group of of fans. Uh, and they kind of just spread. It's kind of like Neon Genesis Evangelion. They just kind of converted a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what else do you guys uh, rev? What did you think of the of the direct here? Uh, honestly, I didn't look too much into it because since I don't really have a Nintendo game, I, I will tell you this right now that uh, WWE. 2k battlegrounds looks like such a dumpster fire um which is par for the course for those games at this point um because battlegrounds if i remember correctly is like the kind of cartoony one that you could like throw your opponents into alligators and crap um but like if if the recent 2k wwe games are anything to go off of they are absolute dumpster fire in in a in a sense that like technically speaking they are not good like like there's a lot of glitches for a game that should be a lot better especially for the price tag but i mean hell we got into that conversation about 2k once already you know uh so i mean it is what it is but yeah i mean the the megami tensei series in general is is pretty cool uh i i have played those in the past because if you actually look the very first um megami T where'd green go yeah i have no idea where did green go oh thank you, green go uh, oh sorry um the the Megami Tensei series in general um, actually originated all the way back in 87. So this is like a, a franchise that just has a lot of history, um, which, I mean, I'd be interested in. But again, I don't own the system, so I'm not – I don't own, own any kind of Nintendo systems of my own, and I'm not going to go snipe my kids so I could play, you know, Shin Megami Tensei Five. But, I mean, I would say of all the ones that I did see, that that, was, that one caught my attention the most if I had to pick one. Yeah. Uh, Green, how about you? Was there any uh, game in that list that, that tickled your fancy if uh, you had a Switch? If I had a Switch, I'd maybe Cadence, maybe. Uh, like, I'm always down to, like, try some new games. But, like, I mean, I'd have to agree with uh, Rev on the whole dumpster fire with WWE, so that, that definitely didn't uh, hit me yeah. in any way. So I don't think anybody from like anybody that watched that direct was like, yeah, let's get WWE. Like, if they could remaster like, uh, what was it? NW NWO versus WCW versus NWO. 
Yeah, and then the, the SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah, the N64 games. They the THQ games out. were the, the THQ games were legit back in the day. Like yeah. SmackDown yeah. Two, Know Your Role. Mm-hmm. Those oh. games, if they could remaster those and stuff, making these like new er games that never like pan out here here's the problem with them we're gonna we're gonna just i mean this is gonna be a very brief tangent into just wwe games in general off of this but they're 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 taking the approach of trying to turn them into sports games here's the thing everybody knows that pro wrestling is sports entertainment it is choreographed the storylines are predetermined (gasps) you will never hear me use the word fake because i have a friend that is a pro wrestler and that will get you fucking hit and that i can guarantee you is not fake um because it happened to me and it hurt um regardless it's though you real know, it's like, to me damn it it's real to me damn it they're, they're trying too hard to take it too seriously which they which they've done in recent memory with wwe as a brand they have tried to make it more sports centric and i think it was because they were going for a deal on espn but they got the deal with fox instead and fox has tried to make them kind of come back especially they've been able to express a lot more i I don't watch it a ton but i keep up now um they've been able to kind of express that outlandish creative freedom again with like the coronavirus they're able to do what are called cinematic matches where they film this almost like a almost like a movie beforehand edit it together and air it as the match which is really cool it's it's super fun and that's what wrestling was supposed to be. You know, it wasn't supposed to be taken as this like super real thing. It was like theater. It was literally, that's literally, if you ask me hundred percent, it's theater. That's all it is. And to try to take it too seriously to the point where you try to make your games, actual sports games was the wrong direction. They were supposed to be more fun and cartoony and stuff. And they went away from that. And you got a lot of that in those older games like WCW versus NWO and and SmackDown Know Your Role, you know, stuff like that. So they need to knock the shit off, go back to what was good, and stop treating it as if it's a real sport because nobody even looks at it that way. Even the performers don't look at it that way. They look at it as theater. Treat it as theater. Make it fun again. Make wrestling great again. Wait. <laughs> Hashtag make wrestling <laughs> great again. <laughs> Let's what would that make? Mawa. Mawa. <laughs> Mawa. Mawa. We'll say we'll say we'll just call it like Mowgli because it's like N W G A, you know. But no, there. So another little tiny brief tangent. There, there actually was a guy that as soon as as soon as the Make America Great Again thing happened, he became like a, a total heel in pro wrestling with the Make Wrestling Great Again thing. Had hats, had flags, everything that he carried with him, and God, everyone hated him because his character was such a dick. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, there. I mean, I don't have a Switch, so this wasn't, like, anything major for me. The only thing was, you know, did they make uh, Joy-Cons that I could shove up my ass? Um, without, without fucking drift problems. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. Yeah. I, 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 hopefully. I don't, I, I don't want my Joy-Con did. to drift until I fart, okay? Yeah, until something should... moves that joystick, it shouldn't move. Tweak some internals, you know. They they can put some new seals on there. And you shit like you could that. have used a different word than internals, yeah. bro. We're talking about putting stuff on our butts. No, no, no. <laughs> I meant every word. Heed them words, man. I'm sorry for doing this for two times in a week. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Somebody clip this and send it to Ren. <laughs> Please. Ren's just gonna send us a picture of his empty chair. <laughs> yes. Um. Hold on one second. I want to see what our next uh, topic is real quick. Um, uh, does anyone else have anything else they want to mention on the Nintendo Mini Direct? 
Oh yeah, you guys uh missed out on one tidbit. Um and there was like one game uh from there um from the Switch. Uh God damn it, I forgot cuz that was so that was so short and no one really cared, so <laughs> oh, while you're looking at your next topic, uh, I was supposed to do this at the beginning of my reviews, but breaking news uh, from today, Rocket League is going free to play. Uh, <gasps> we'll, come back, we'll come back with more details on it next week, but soon Rocket League is going to free play. Yes. What? So um, I was just looking at our next topic. I can change this if we want. Do we want to go for the heavy topic or do we want to go for the um, the tech topic? Let's go. Oh, let's just get heavy, dude. Let's get let's it get out heavy. the way. Let's go. All right. Can have Ubisoft sucks. Yep. The executives at Ubisoft are douchebags. Actually, no, that's not a strong enough word. They are human garbage. Mm-hmm. If and I'm going to say this and this is going to be like my I want to spend more time on this, but I'm going to kind of say my piece right now. If even one percent of what is alleged to have happened at the Ubisoft offices is true, even one percent. That is horrifying that's horrifying too much that's yeah exactly yeah absolutely horrifying a disgrace absolutely disgusting and i will actually consider not purchasing ubisoft games in the future that's only Mm -hmm. and that's only if one percent of what was said is true and i and i do regret not i mean i i had seen stuff last week before we talked about the ubisoft board and i regret not mentioning it um and this is a topic that we will have a larger conversation on in the future because it deserves a larger conversation and it deserves i think anyone who's going to be involved in that conversation time to think about the uh stories um i'm sorry i did not mention so uh because someone mentioned it in the in the in the chat ubisoft the the executives at ubisoft there's a lot of people who have been um forced to resign uh there's a lot of um there's a lot of stories and allegations of not only verbal and emotional abuse and mental abuse, but also sexual abuse, sexual harassment, um, assault, uh, blatant homophobia, blatant racism at every level of Ubisoft. And some of the people being like the, um, the, I'm sorry, the main creative force behind Ubisoft. So, um, that's my piece on it. I want to take more time. It is a conversation I think that deserves it deserves people to it obviously deserves to be out there. 100% people need to speak about it, but I think anyone who's going to be involved in the conversation really needs to have their thoughts laid out. They need to know facts. Um they need to be prepared for it's it's a heavy it's a heavy topic. Mm-hmm. Um I, I feel like it would be a good idea to get a conversation going on this with with uh people of different backgrounds, you know? Like you know, I mean, let, let, let's, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. We're all like, we're all just like four, uh, you know, relatively simple, you know, like close to age. Fuck y'all and y'all being younger, but uh, guys, right? Like, you know, th- I feel like this is a conversation that we could we could get, you know, people of different backgrounds in. You know, I, I think it would be a good conversation to have with with other people involved. Yeah, different perspectives. Type, you know. Like yeah. a little dicky said, you know, different background, different way of looking at things than your typical applicant. Yeah. Uh, Lou, I'll let you get yeah. some thoughts out there. 
Uh, so February, I went to Ubisoft Toronto for a Black Summit for uh, uh, traversing uh, the 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 space of video games as a uh, person of color, um, and it was very insightful. Uh, what was troubling was that they talked about inclusion uh, inclusion and all that stuff. Uh, one of the uh, people that was head of that um, initiative also got outed uh, as one of those Ubisoft staffers that was abusing their roles, sexual assault, all that stuff. Um, and that was like done, I think, near like mid, early June. Um, I feel like a lot of people in the black community that had to do with video games was kind of distraught about that stuff. Um, and then from there, it was a flood. It was like a floodgate of like more allegations and more allegations, and then just spread throughout the whole like Ubisoft, um, uh, uh, just the whole company, and just finding out like how blatant, like racist, sexist uh, assault happening. It, it, it's sickening, and like it's not even like it 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 has no place in video games like no place at all like the video games are there to like you know it's supposed to be a safe space for a lot of people and for people to abuse that and and kind of like spit in the face of like our pastime and and making it like into something where like they're they're taking advantage of people in order to like i don't know man it's just all fucked up and i i i I hate that it even happened, man. I don't yeah. even want to like. I I don't want to support Ubisoft. And like on Twitter, there was I talked to a Ubisoft uh, uh, employee that was like, "Oh man, this is all terrible." But you know our jobs, man. How come we have to suffer in order for, because everybody else is? And it's like this is a systemic problem that's happening in the workplace, and this it has no no there was one part in the in the article where they were talking about hr departments that were like trying to hide this and it was like what the fuck is happening yeah. at this company like uh, the, was that the jason schreier article uh yeah yeah well it's one thing when you're talking about like how about the hr departments i think jim sterling had a really good and apt uh description of what was happening it was like the vatican moving pedophile priest around the fucking country or around the world they just moved they just moved these executives to different teams in different departments uh as an hr personnel that's not how it fucking works yeah you let them fucking go you don't sit there oh we're just gonna we're just gonna remove them from the problem and move them you know three thousand miles away to this other location where you could fucking sexually harass someone there no, that's not how it fucking works. Get rid of his ass. No, that is a lawsuit waiting to happen. You shouldn't even let yourself be available for that lawsuit. Like the moment you know, fucking get rid of him. It's not a even violation, you know. Not even, yeah. Not sorry even, to cut you off, Lou. I apologize for that. I just wanted to get no, that. No, it's all good. Um, there's also one part about someone giving them, like, giving a victim a two hundred dollar gift card. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, get these predators out of here, man. Just burn the whole thing down. I don't care if it's Riot, Ubisoft, fucking Activision. Burn this shit all the way down. I just want to see all them predators out my face, you know. But yeah, Ubisoft, fuck off. I don't. I'm not buying anything from Ubisoft. I'm not. I'm not purchasing. I'm not playing. I'm not doing anything with Ubisoft. You play is deleted. I'm not doing. I'm not dealing with any of that. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, and this is going to be one of those things, like I said, it's a conversation that it, it deserves a lot. Of, it, it, I mean, that it's a conversation that would almost take an entire episode. And, yeah. uh, and it requ- in people's stories deserve to be told and um, and commented on in a in an honest and respectful way. Um, so I can't think of anything else really for me to say. I guess we'll get some final thoughts and then we can move on to tech corner quick um, because it's it's not an easy conversation to have. It's not a conversation with a lot of easy answers because you know there are Ubisoft team members who they are innocent in this, um, but. It, how you know and there are people who maybe did not commit these uh, these atrocious behaviors but they certainly didn't do anything to stop them you know there there is a bit of complicity that that has to be addressed there as well um i'll kind of go around the horn here we'll get some final thoughts and we can move on um i'll start with uh lou oh uh already I mean, I can pass. I already already talked about this, but yeah, uh, sounds like a, a video game version of Black Lives Matter. It's a Me Too movement, writer. It's not Black Lives Matter is a different thing, and it's a whole lot of can of worms behind that as well. Um, but yeah, um, go read up. Go read up in your books. Go read up on uh, uh, on. Uh, I don't. I don't have any books on hands, but go read up on books. Go uh, listen to some James Baldwin. Go listen to uh, some Stacy Flowers. Go listen to um, uh, some people that'll talk about this stuff. And yeah. Uh, then we'll go to uh, Padre. To uh, th- this kind of goes to Danny's point of people being complicit and sitting still and not not like knowing that these things were happening and doing nothing about it. Um, there's a quote from one of my favorite movies, uh, Boondock Saints, where uh, the pastor says that we must all fear evil men, but the one thing we must fear more is the indifference of good men, which obviously generalized term, but the idea that it's, it's just as bad if you know that it's happening and choose not to stand for those that are being oppressed on, on these issues, regardless of, of what, you know what this oppression in, is based in if you have a sliver of decent you know decency in your in your being you will stand up for these people when they don't seem to have the voice to be able to do so on their own we need people to fight alongside these people you know anybody who is facing these these issues because sometimes it, w- without that that backing they're scared because they, they'll be discredited and what's the point if you're going to be discredited you know, what's the point in speaking up and speaking out if nobody's going to believe you anyway? So you need people to stand up with you. So moving forward, if uh, if people aren't going to stand up for these people and they knew it was happening and chose to do nothing, fuck them too. They need to be out. Exactly. All right, mm-hmm. Green. So my, my biggest thing would be aimed to the, you know, the human resources of, you know, not even just Ubisoft in general, but all these all these other companies. Every company shouldn't be you shouldn't be looking at any of these issues as how it's going to affect our revenue or our public image or anything like anything like that. If it comes to money or, or image or anything, it, it it should all come down to the way they handle it by doing the right thing. They have to do the right thing. It doesn't matter if it costs you the whole company. 
It doesn't matter if you have to declare bankruptcy. If you're not doing the right thing, it means nothing. Like everything that every every decision you've ever made leads up to that one point where this person has been sexually harassing someone or has been racist. They can't be like, oh, well, we don't want to get this out. Something has to be done. You can't brush it under the rug because that just invalidates everything that's ever happened with that company. Do the right thing. Nothing yeah. less, nothing more. Do the right fucking thing. Yeah, because I mean, look, look, one last thing for, for me on, on that point, you're, you know, you talk about how a lot of them will step aside on the idea that, you know, well, we can't let this get out because it could damage our reputation. Doing the right thing may cost you a little bit early, you know, by by these things being outed and you if you're in an active pursuit to cleaning it up but you know how much it's going to cost you when it comes out that you've been allowing this shit to happen and you did nothing like that's a gamble that I, even i i would even think that most savvy businessman wouldn't want to take especially with as easily as everything is documented nowadays yeah so do the right thing in the yeah. end it's going to it's going to do a lot more for you and your i mean even look at it from a shrewd businessman perspective it's going to do a lot more for you on the business end too you know it, let alone the idea that you're doing right by people you you'll do better for your business doing the right thing uh, my philosophy is they shouldn't they shouldn't look at it from a money standpoint they should be looking at it from this is someone's fucking life this is the way that they operate every day. And, you know, the, so there's people who can't get past it, you know, which is unfortunate. You know, something happens to them and they're gone. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and that all could have been prevented because they stepped in. Yeah. Like, it, you got to do something. Don't. Don't sit idly by. Do it. Yeah. Um yeah, just don't yeah, exactly. Don't add to the plight of people. Uh don't add trauma to the plight of people that are going through traumatic problems. Um and yeah. Yeah. So I again this is a this is a conversation that it deserves way more than this. It deserves us to have a really, you know, broad long conversation and we can dig into the nuances and stuff um but i figure we'll move on to uh some tech news that we have here uh we'll go on to green's tech corner we got some tech news so i'm gonna let green elite our resident tech expert uh go through it all whoa whoa, whoa. calm down there what the whole tech expert i said our resident tech expert uh you know i'm i'm no linus you know uh yeah danny k danny k so merchandise so, uh, yeah, so we got a little bit of a tech corner going on today. Uh, we had some news about Intel starting the testing for their new uh, 11th gen CPUs, uh, which are dubbed Rocket Lake. Super fancy. Uh, it's currently unknown, and there's like no leaks uh, that have surfaced about what's actually new or what improvements there are with the next gen PC uh, CPU. That is not, you know. Not something they're going to release while they're benchmarking it. Um, so we'll, we'll probably see within the next, I would say, maybe five months, like at least some pretty credible leaks. You know, like some actual known leakers that are legitimate and have, you know, some clout with them to 
actually uh, know for sure what's going on. Uh, so that's one of the big ones. And then uh, DDR5 is now coming. So anyone in the PC building or PC enthusiast world knows uh, uh, all RAM has a designated genre or uh, generation or version. Um, most common right now is the DDR4. Um, that's the top of the top of the market right now uh, in terms of speed and newest generation. Uh, the GEDEC or Jetic, I think is how they say it. Uh, it's just a solid state technology association, uh, which they're the people who are like, yeah, this is what what the specs have to be, and everyone has to produce it within these specs, so that way everything is interchangeable. And everyone usually follows that. Usually, um, they have officially finalized the specs for the uh, new DDR5, the new generation of DDR. Uh, DDR increases the capacity uh, or gigabyte size, um, and also the speeds of like their megahertz by practically double, as uh, what they're saying. Um, now, this doesn't mean to. You know, drop your current DDR4. Uh, DDR4 won't be available until probably, or I'm sorry, DDR5 won't be available until late 2021 ish, approximately, roughly. Um, which we, which can be a good thing for people right now that not, aren't necessarily on DDR4 yet, uh, because the DDR4 prices will actually drop down during that time that they release DDR5. This is like a they call it the bubble where it's you know not the newest uh, generation but it's also not a niche item yet um and that's when the best time to buy the, the that product is uh before it gets like outrageously expensive because people are like oh it's it's a classic you know it's like a 79 camaro before the scarcity really sets black, in black yeah exactly uh, so that's that if you're let's say you're still on DDR3 but you don't want to spend a buku amount of money to get like a top of the line Ryzen 7th gen Intel 18th gen uh DDR5 64 gigabyte thing you, you know you can still settle for the DDR4 um especially since the, the games that are going to be coming out within the next I'd say 5 years aren't going to use utilize this as much as you would think like DDR4 will be fine. Um, even like when it becomes cheaper, you can even double up. Like let's say you're at 16 gigs now, um, you can double up to you know 32, and you'll still perform you know at the lower rate of DDR5. So uh, I wouldn't say jump on the bandwagon as soon as it drops out. Uh, but you know, once it everything stabilizes and is more flexible, that's when you can you know like oh yeah I'll, I'll take the jump into DDR5. So that's really it for Tech Corner. Any any questions? Like Intel, DDR5? Okay. Um, so on this new generation of, of Intel processors, tell me exactly why they're still going to be worse than AMD. Um, probably because Intel doesn't like to innovate. Um, it, it just depends. I just got a real answer to a joke question. Are you serious? Well, I'm going to answer it because I, I think it's hilarious. 
Intel that likes to put a, a big price tag on something that they had the previous year that they added like a few, uh, yeah, a few things to to make it just a little bit faster than the previous generation. Like tenth gen was like uh, a clock speed faster than the first or the the previous generation, the ninth gen. So like, while they're still technically good doesn't mean that they are a brand new generation good like an extra two hundred dollars for a cpu so i i've got beef with intel so that's i mean it's opinion based did you just call intel the apple of processors intel is the apple of processors you slap an intel uh sticker on anything it automatically shoots up to five hundred dollars extra because I actually told a friend of mine that Apple was the Intel of the phone world. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So do you, I mean, let's just think about it this way. I mean, if, if Apple and Intel don't innovate all that often on anything, then how come Apple is going from Intel to their own proprietary processors? Because they want more money. Oh, I know. I'm just being really facetious. Uh, yeah, I really hope people understand my sarcasm. Um, no, I don't think anything is really going to be... Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the price of DDR4 drop because I am looking to build a PC. Uh, when did you say this DDR5 is supposed to... Late 2021? Um, yeah I'd say, I'd say like late 2021 early 2022 that's gosh. like fresh release mm-hmm. uh, and then i would say like within a year you'll start seeing it like to where the market is like competitive and flexible to where you're gonna see the prices actually come down on ddr5 to like a reasonable price mm-hmm. is like if you buy something fresh off the line brand new it's always gonna be buku expensive but like yeah. if you give it, you know, I would say that sweet spot's usually like six months to a year, roughly, especially with DDR. Like RAM in general, usually like brand new comes out within a year. Everything, everyone's making it. Once you see like PNY making them, that's when you know, yeah, like, yeah, I can start probably buying D- into DDR5. But the issue with buying DDR5 is you had to buy a new motherboard. That yeah. supports DDR5 because it, it will be a different pin. Every every generation, the the slot is ever so slightly different to accept it because they're different channels and shit like that. That means better gaming, I guess, and better editing. Yeah, and... yeah, definitely better, definitely more for editing. Yeah. Um, until like I would say like the next generation of game engines comes out like then i could see it making a difference but uh but yeah like editing is where it will will kill it at because like especially if you have like a you know 12 core processor or a threadripper 32 64 core behemoth that costs three grand that's when you're gonna see like it's gonna turn and burn yeah uh, I I feel like I don't know whether to build a PC now or wait two years, but uh, yeah, I'm it, I'm I'm excited. It really just depends on what you plan on doing. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're just doing gaming, like 
I would say once these drop, I would build one with the current what what's current right now. Yeah. This price will be cheap. Especially I'm, if COVID like clears out. Yeah, I'm just waiting to scam one rapper out of doing a music video and then uh I get that money for a brand new PC, baby. Hey, whatever rapper out here trying to get these music videos, I'll charge you five grand for it and it'll take me a long time to do it and it'll be mediocre, but at least I get that DDR5 money. Woo! Will that uh will that be five grand Canadian or USD? Oh, we charge USD, baby. We don't charge no puny Canadian. What do you what do you want me to have? Funny money? Get out of here. I want blue backs. I want blue strips all over. You know, I I I swim and shower in American money. I don't play with no no funny money. You don't you don't wanna pay with your loonies and toonies there, eh? Maybe nah. uh maybe haggle over some DDR5 with some maple syrup. Nah, fam, nah, fam. We don't, we don't, uh, me no mess with no, uh, no, 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 no Canadian money, you know? I'm trying to get Boku, I'm trying to get Bear Guap, you know? So, uh, them Toonies and Loonies, that's, that's for Toonie Tuesdays, you know? I'm trying to get a, a KFC Toonie Tuesday on those days, but other than that, hey, we don't, we don't mess with Toonies and Loonies around here. The only Boku Guap around here, brown, brown and, and, and blue strips, you know? <laughs> Bro- I would do, I would do maple syrup thing, but I'm also a chunky boy. Did I just hear Tim Horton, like the actual official language of Tim Horton here? Nah, that's Toronto. That's Toronto lingo. Tim Hortons, hey, hey, if anybody knows, if you're Canadian and you drink uh, Tim Hortons, you're a waste. No one drinks Tim Hortons here. It's kind of like the worst coffee you can ever drink. Worst, worst donuts you can ever eat. Tim Hortons is like the worst. It's kind of so, like uh, Dunkin' Donuts around here. Yeah, exactly. Dunkin' Dunkin' Dunkin's alright, but like Tim Hortons is just garbage. Don't if you if you come if you come to Canada, just do it. Just get the cup. Don't buy the coffee. I'm telling you, McDonald's has better coffee than Tim Hortons. To cool. be fair, McDonald's actually doesn't have bad coffee. Like they they don't do they don't do too bad with theirs. Yeah, I I mean the reason why is because McDonald's bought Tim Hortons old supplier. So I've actually heard that before. I don't know if it was from you or not, but I do actually remember hearing that before. So just real quick, let me do some as a as um, owner and proprietor of the Next to Nothing podcast. Uh, to any of our uh, potential sponsors that might have been offended by our comments here, um, we will still take your sponsorship money. <laughs> we won't recant what we said. <laughs> we won't recant what we said, but uh, we'll still take your money. <laughs> hey, that. That that was all my views, Lou Merck. That was my views. That wasn't the views of uh, Next to Nothing podcast. They are not responsible for any of the views I have on their podcast. I am legally speaking as not a lawyer, but I do know one. So, oh man, that see, flex. It, it, absolute flex, the absolute flex. I'm not a lawyer. But I fucking know one. <laughs> and shout out to him for getting me out of bids, you know, because I there was that one time when I almost got. Was there? Did you intend to go mute there? Or did we actually lose Murphy? And then you know what? I almost did five years, so you know. <laughs> 
dig it. I dig it. Okay, so that's Green's Tech Corner. Um, yeah, that was my Tech Corner. Where nice. we talk about we talk about PC parts and somehow Canada and maple syrup. Somehow. So. Um, yeah. It's a weird corner. It's a it's a very weird corner. If you if you if you accidentally turn the wrong corner, you know wrong turn you're gonna, the kind of shit, you're gonna end up in the greens corner, and it's gonna be maple syrup and PC parts. And then the next corner, yeah. there's a little baby selling crack cocaine. So you know. Oh jeez. Which which we do not endorse. No, no. Uh, no you have to be at least eighteen to to start using drugs. Um, exactly. That's the official. That's the official uh, <laughs> next to nothing stance on drug use. Um, um, all right, so let's go on ahead and um, I'm gonna do a quick reminder for people. If you are interested in winning a game, um, we're going to draw the winner here in just a few minutes. So go on ahead and do exclamation mark Opalaka in the uh, chat here on Twitch if you're interested in winning a free game. Um, and then also make sure that you guys and uh, answer the question of the week on YouTube if you want to get entered for a chance to win there as well. Uh, and that is, what game series have you stayed with the longest? Um, winner for that will be drawn at the beginning of next week's show. Uh, again, we'll draw that um, winner for the live stream here in just a moment. But first, Mr. Lou... Tell all the kind folks out there who you are, what you do, and where people can find it all. Yo, my name uh Lou Merck, aka Perk Cobain. Go check me out on SoundCloud, Perk Cobain, P-E-R-C underscore Cobain, like Kurt Cobain. We just hit a thousand listeners on SoundCloud for the song Geriatric, where I rap about having sex with old women and 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 my dick not working anymore and needing Viagra. Uh, I also do live streams. Check me out, Lou Merck. I have Instagram, currently not active as much, but I'm trying to, and that's on Lou Merck. I have a Twitter as well that's super active. I talk about my dick not working, having a small penis. I showed off my my Travis Scott Jordan 1s on, on Twitter. Go check it out. I also have a clip coming through tonight, so go check that out. I stream 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time to 1 a.m. every day from Monday to Saturday. You might be asking, why aren't you streaming today? Because I was on this podcast and I love it. Um, also, what do I have? Liveinfear.com, L-I-V-E-N-F-E-A-R.com. Go check it out. I have merchandise. I have shirts going there. All products are going towards Black Lives Matter. So go purchase right there $25-$50 both uh, birth merchandise as well as what do I got I don't have only fans but I'm trying to get one um, and I don't have a, a special a snapchat but I'm trying to do that with a special girl that's there I don't know her yet but I'm trying to do it so alright go check him out at all those places Those uh, all the links will be in the description of this episode as well uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts or if you're watching on YouTube um, let's go on ahead and draw our winner for the game, remind the kind folks out there what they are playing for we're keeping with the theme of Darksiders we're going with Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition Definitive Ooh. I said it right. Death got it this time. Yeah. 
I'm a big boy now. You are a big boy. All right, I'm gonna go on ahead and roll it. Roll it. Congratulations, Ranger, on winning. And that is uh, for a st the Steam code, same yep. as uh, every every week. So. Every week it's Steam. Steam only for this place. Yeah, uh, Mr. Green Elite. Yeah. What's coming up on your channel? I don't know. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I'm gonna be playing. I'm probably gonna be playing some more Warzone, and I'm trying to sneak in at least one stream of Destiny Two because I fucking love that game so much but like it's like a it's a back and forth thing it's a really give and take relationship you know like she takes all my time and all my money and then you know i win nothing so that, that that's coming up i don't it, it's happening some someday so uh but you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash mr green elite uh or you can catch me on my facebook Instagram, Twitter. Uh, what else do I have? I have the socials, all the socials, OnlyFans, uh, Snapchat Premium, Pod, <laughs> Pornhub, Padre. What's coming up on your channel? Well, uh, that remains to be seen, depending on how the events of this upcoming Thursday, uh, when the tech for my internet is supposed to come out for a third time. To fix that, if that goes as planned, then I'm going to continue playing more random indie games that people have probably never heard of. Um, I do actually have one on standby that I'm wanting to to play. It's um, it's called Song for a Hero. Uh, I've talked about it before and how I've wanted to play it. I just haven't got to yet. Um, that's the one that I'm wanting to do. Hopefully Saturday, if not Thursday night, who knows? But you can find me uh, any socials, Revspin TV. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash RevSpin, or you can just go to RevSpin.tv to find links to all of my stuff, plus my new indie game blog, where every Monday I will be releasing a review of, uh, of a new obscure indie title that people have not heard of. That's a thing now. Rev, RevSpin.tv. Go there. Subscribe. I, you can make an account there. I can chat with you directly from there. All kinds of cool shit hot guys go check him out over there uh coming up on my channel um we're gonna continue with fallout new vegas uh i have a few more dlcs that i need to go through and then we'll probably start making our way towards the end game of fallout new vegas i just finished with honest hearts last week um i've really been enjoying insurgency sandstorm so i'll be probably playing that um other than that there's a few other games i'll be checking out here um, I have a plan uh, to do not for broadcasts on YouTube. Um, so I'll be doing that, uh, kind of releasing those videos out. Um, other than that, guys, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny K8 at D A N I E C A E. My brain is apparently melting at this exact moment in time. So I apologize for any um, stroke like speech I'm having. Um, I think that's all we got. So, uh, we appreciate all of you who watch and listen and seriously, thank you guys so much for all the, uh, generosity and stuff you guys showed us last week. You guys absolutely killed it. I felt so incredibly, um, 
loved last week just from the numbers. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you do uh, comment on the question of the week and uh, get yourself entered for a chance to win a free game. Um, let's see. I just I'm I lost myself in the notes. Oh, support. If you guys want to help support the show, you guys can do it a couple ways. You guys can uh, can leave us a like and a rating and review on the platform of your choice. Um, also, telling your friends is the top tier way that you guys can help us out. Um, we also have merch. The design ends on August fourth, so make sure you guys get your uh, merch in uh, as soon as you uh, as soon as you can. Otherwise, guys. Until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye! I love you. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what we do, give us a rating and a review on your favorite platform.